Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. Isn't it beautiful just to gather together and just uh, just give glory to God and sing and worship? It's a whole lot better than being at Indrapilly, I can tell you. I, I was there yesterday. I don't know, did anyone brave it today? My wife was there today. I jagged a car park straight away. I was happy about that. I left church yesterday morning and uh, about lunchtime, I headed in there. I drove straight in, got a car park. I was very happy. Shopping was a little tedious. You know, lines were starting to back up. That's what happens, right? But there were so many people in a good mood, honestly. I just, I, and I like it. When I see someone out Christmas shopping that looks just a little on the grinchy side, a little grouchy, I just keep smiling at them until I break them. You know, either that or they just want to break me, you know. I just, I just keep smiling at them. But it did get to a, a point where I was starting to lose the Christmas spirit. I was standing at an elevator because I had a shopping trolley with some groceries in it, but I also had some presents and some of them were a little too large to just carry. And, and I had it and I was standing there. I don't know if you've noticed the elevators at Indrapilly, they, they don't go to where the first button was, they just go all the way up and all the way back down, all the way up and all the way back down. Three times I waited and the doors opened at my level to get to my car park. Doors opened and it was full. Doors closed. Wait again. Three times this happens. The last time I, 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 I pressed the button, the doors opened and it was jam-packed. There were trolleys everywhere and people out. And I said just willingly, is anyone getting out? And they just all looked at me and, no, sorry. And I just said, just hold the elevator. And I started to just grab everything out of my trolley. I had some small basketballs. I had some stuff. I had everything. And I was just like, and I heard this voice from the back of the elevator saying, he's going to go for it. And I just, I had everything there. I literally kicked the trolley out from the entrance, put this leg in and stood there. And everyone just clapped and said, well done, that's awesome. And I got to my floor, I jumped out and I said, Merry Christmas. And everybody said, Merry Christmas. It's unbelievable. There's something that happens at this time of year, even amongst the mayhem and the, the chaos of what happens in a, a shopping center that can actually tip you right over the edge. People have this Christmas spirit, this, this, this desire to just want to get on with other people. It seems to me that, you know, we compliment each other, we'll talk to each other within long grocery lines. I was at the, the grocery store at 7 a.m. this morning picking up some things and, and, and it was already busy, and, and, but people were there, people were happy. Could you pass the radish? Thank you very much. That's lovely of you. It just became just I, this Christmas spirit. Neighbors, they linger for a little bit longer out the front after they've mown the lawn or after they've watered or put the lights up. We like to make our, our places look a little bit pretty and we'll start to talk with each other. Some of our people on our street, they have the most fantastic lights. They're just wonderful. They must start in October. I don't know how they get all those lights up. And my kids, they often say, Dad, why don't we have lights like that? We've decided we don't like those neighbours. 
But the Christmas spirit, it, 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 it continues on. There's some things about Christmas that will make it Christmas for you. We have some, we have some wonderful American friends and we have some American staff and, and, and we have some Northern Hemisphere staff with uh, you know, Pastor Linda and others. And, and they just say, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. We're just used to, you know, knee deep snow and, and everything else like that. But there'll be some things for you that will make it feel like it's Christmas. For me, it's food. My mom makes the best mince pies in the world. They are so good. Yours were good the other night, but hers, I'm telling you, hers was so, they are, I just cannot wait. She came down this afternoon, they're staying over tonight. I, I haven't had one yet, but I will not just stop at one. They are so good. For you, it might, I don't know what it might be that reminds you of Christmas and you start to feel the Christmas spirit. People get more generous this time of the year. They want to give gifts to family and friends. And I know it can get a little out of hand, a little commercial if you like, but there's something about wanting to give. There's something that moves your heart. We open ourselves up to joy. We decorate stuff. We, we eat things. We wear stuff that we wouldn't usually. We play Christmas carols and old reruns of really bad Christmas movies, you know, and People who never sing anything but happy birthday through the year will actually start to sing a carol. Men with no respect or no fashion sense at all will wear goofy looking red Santa Claus ties and get complimented for their sense of style. See, people just get kind of friendlier at Christmas. Old grudges have a way of being buried and forgotten. Those people who held each other at arm's length kind of tend to be a little warmer. There's something that happens with the Christmas spirit. And I think all of this, part of this wonderful and joyful annual kind of glow fest in our culture, we call this spirit of Christmas. And, and I'm not exactly sure what the spirit of Christmas is. It's hard to define, but it's the idea of these people have a different attitude, a mindset, almost a cultural mood. But you know it when you see it. You know it when you've got it. But why can't every day be like Christmas? See, the problem with Christmas is Boxing Day. December 26 rolls around and it all stops. The most pointed expression of this, I think, was in Christmas 1914. World War I had just started only a few months earlier. And on the Western Front, before the hostilities got to a point where where no one would ever talk with one another. It was on Christmas Eve that on the German lines, which were only just a really a stone's throw away from mostly British soldiers at that point in time, they could hear, start to see Christmas trees go up on the German trenches and they could hear Silent Night being sung out. And they responded in singing it back to one another and before they knew it, they were up out of their trenches, the guns were down and they were sharing gifts and food because it was the spirit of Christmas. The next day on Christmas Day, they actually played a soccer match with one another. But it didn't last very long. The war ended up going on and continued for another four years. Those who were in charge decided that that would never ever happen again and they ensured that a truce like this would never happen. They, there'd be no mercy, no kindness on December the next year, December 24. See, the spirit of Christmas will produce a truce, but not peace. 
The spirit of Christmas makes people think about peace, think about goodwill. The spirit of Christmas thinks in terms of giving and forgiving, but it seems so elusive. It seems like it would be such a simple thing to get a hold of, but it's not. If we just maybe worked a little bit harder at keeping the Christmas spirit once all the decorations came down. If we just slowed down enough to be able to look one another in the eye, just got a little bit taller, maybe a little bit more educated, tried to be a little bit kinder. But we've been trying long enough and doesn't seem to matter, come Boxing Day, things change again. The spirit of Christmas says something about the deepest longing of the human heart, but it also says something about the incapacities of the human heart. We need something more. Why can't every day be like Christmas? Well, the Bible says that's because in this world of such beauty, such loveliness, everybody we know is plagued by a dark, twisted, awful force called sin. It was there in those soldiers at the front line. It's in me, it's in you. And it's why we deceive, it's why we grab, it's why we greed, it's why we grasp. It's why we hurt, it's why we kill. We can't make it go away by ourselves and a little holiday spirit doesn't really cut it. What we really need in this world is not the spirit of Christmas. We need the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christmas needs to be superseded by the spirit of Christ. Let me read something about the spirit of Christ and Christmas from Luke chapter 1. It'll be a familiar passage to many of you. And it's about the birth of Jesus being foretold to Mary. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. The angel told Mary that she was actually going to experience the birth of Christ through the Holy Spirit in her life. The angel said to her that the, the power of the Almighty through the Holy Spirit was going to rest upon her. The angel spoke to her and said that the one who would be born in her and 
of her would be the one whose kingdom would never end. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing it must have been for Mary to start to wrestle in her mind with what had just been told to her. That she was going to have the Son of God living within her. You know, the Bible teaches us that in a way not dissimilar to what happened to Mary, it's possible for Christ to be born in people's lives by the Holy Spirit today. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 8. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through, the, through his spirit who lives in you. The spirit of him who raised up Christ from the dead comes into our lives to make Christ, if you like, to be born within us. In other words, the essence of Christianity and the astonishing thing about Christmas is this remarkable truth. Christ came from heaven, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life and died for us upon a cross, rose again so that in the person of the Holy Spirit, he might indwell our lives. Christ can be born in all our lives. The possibilities seem limitless. This isn't the try harder spirit of Christmas. We're not talking about an annual event. We're talking about a perpetual indwelling of the Most High. We're not talking about something that basically is sentimental. What we're talking about now is something utterly supernatural. God in Christ through the Holy Spirit born in men and women's lives. The spirit of Christmas, a human product, but the spirit of Christ a divine person. And the difference ought to be obvious. We're thinking not so much of human beings' sentimentality on an annual basis, being good and kind and trying harder and then letting it all go away. Now we're talking about God in Christ, in the person of the Holy Spirit, indwelling people to be what they are not and to do what they can't. That which was born of you is born of the Holy Spirit and he will come upon you. Notice what Mary said after she had asked her questions and the angel said that nothing is impossible with God. What an awesome promise. It's as if according to the divine will it is within the divine capability. Mary simply said, I'm the Lord's servant. She'd been empowered to live differently. She said, I'll gladly avail myself to, of all that you're talking about, of all that God wants to do. I will be what you want me to be. And you know, it's that same type of heart and availability that starts to see something like the spirit of Christmas every day in the spirit of Christ. You see, the spirit of Christmas, while it's nice, we know it doesn't last. Because the very heart of every human being is desperately wicked and selfish and needs help to change. But when the Spirit of Christ takes over, 
It's then that we can have an increasing measure to start to live out and demonstrate a life of love and of joy and of hope and of peace and of patience and of kindness and gentleness and self-control. The very things we admire about the spirit of Christmas but now become an option every day through the spirit of Christ. You see, what we remember on Christmas Day is that Jesus came to this earth not to establish a holiday, not to establish a season, not to establish a new mindset, but to establish his presence, his reality of doing life differently, of doing life better. He really did come to live on this earth to teach us what life could be like in relationship with our creator, with our maker. You know, that got him into a lot of trouble. So many people were against him that eventually they placed him on a cross when he was a young man and he died there. And somehow even there, I guess especially there, God was at work in all of the darkness and the sin of the world broke itself on him. And he paid his debt. He died the death that we should have died. And then he was raised on Easter Sunday morning and that's the hope, that's the good news for all. And Jesus said he will come and take up residence in our hearts when we invite him to. He'd come when we recognize that we have sinned no matter how hard we try, no matter what Christmas spirit we may conjure up and fallen short of God's perfect goodness and glory. The only way to make it right with him is to acknowledge our sinfulness, to turn towards him and to call on his name for forgiveness. And it's then that we receive the spirit of Christ. It's then that we can start to change the way we think, the way we feel, the way we live. And this is the hope of the world doesn't mean that life's just going to be easy. It doesn't mean that life will be simple to understand or immediately everything will just figure out. But it's the only hope a faltering, dying world has because it's bigger than death. This is the life in Christ that Steve has been talking about. This is the life in Christ. The spirit of Christ which will enable us to have the spirit of Christmas every day. Imagine your life changed. Imagine your world changed. If Christmas could be every day. Maybe not the meal. Maybe not the presents and praise God, not in Drapilli. But maybe something way more special. Life eternity with him. Knowing your creator and your maker. Our life changed forever. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for not just this spirit of Christmas, but for the opportunity to have Jesus, you, born in our lives today. And if today, as you've been listening, singing these songs, hearing Steve and now this message and something in your heart 
is saying, I want to take that baby step towards God. A baby step towards a baby Jesus who didn't stay that way, but became the saviour of the world, lived a perfect life and offers the forgiveness of sin and eternal life. Maybe today could be your first Christmas too. Your first Christmas where you would know him. And you might like to just say these words with me. Allow them to come onto the the lips of your mouth to be able to say them with meaning in your heart. Jesus, I want you to be born in me this day. I realize that I've wronged you and I've sinned against you. I, God, ask you to forgive me. I ask that the Spirit of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, might birth in me this day, this Christmas, the Spirit of Christ. That I might live with meaning and hope and purpose, a life of knowing you and of being able to love on others the way you intended it to be. Come take over. Come be my Lord. As you are hailed, Lord, that day at your birth by those who came and surrounded you, shepherds and wise men, hailing you as Lord, the King of kings, today I do the same. Be the King of my life. Be the Lord of my life. And fill me with your Spirit that I might have the Spirit of Christ each day. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.